One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What day is it? Oh, I have work. Is it, is it Tuesday? No, it's it's Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Hello, this is Strange Jason from Six Foot Plus. You're listening to See You Next Wednesday from ModernSuperior.com. Episode 80 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on September 18th, 2013, and my name's Dan Gorman in the not-too-distant future, next Sunday AD. My name is Casey Lyons, and uh, you'll get her back, eh? And B, the tower's closing. <laughs> I'm Greg Legro, and yeah, bitch, magnets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What? That was a good set of openers, if yeah. I do say so myself. I'm still not. I'm still one uh, still episode behind. Breaking Bad. One episode behind. I oh. am exhausted. I don't want to hear anything I'm about not it. Saying anything. I'm just saying I am <laughs> exhausted after the last episode. I heard yeah. all I've heard about that. When mm-hmm. I, I um, apparently on on Twitter you can block like specific words from oh, showing really? up. So it like can I do that to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, well, yeah, you can just not follow them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to follow everybody. Well, somebody might come up and say some shit to me. Yeah, and you're I like blocked. That. Put your I, hand I up had in their part face. of Breaking Bad spoiled for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, in season three or four, okay. I guess. Four. I was very. And you wanted, angry. yeah. Just out of my control. It just was like yeah, someone hate, ran up yeah. and went, <laughs> I'm not even going to say what it was because maybe somebody's yeah, on exactly. season four right now. Yeah. But, but <laughs> it, like, I just see people tweeting stuff like, Oh my God! Breaking Bad hashtag like hashtag whoa or like something, and I'm just like, what? I, it irks me because that's contributing nothing to anything. Mm-hmm. Like I also don't think you should spoil anything, but if you like, say something. Not like whoa! Did you see that hashtag <laughs> Breaking Bad? I'm like, that's just noise. That's, <laughs> you're sending noise to the world. But um, I think I just hate it because it's inviting spoilers. Like it's yeah. going like and like fucking the next thing's going to be like I know a guy because blah 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 exactly, happened and yeah. then this. It's like no fuck off. Just everybody shut up until I've seen it <laughs> and then whatever. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I had somebody. I like. I I feel like the whole spoiler thing is an interesting discussion that we've never talked about. I'm pretty anti spoilers usually. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've spoiled movies. We spoiled things. We spoiled things. 
on the basis <laughs> that we hate them. I know. <laughs> like it is, I guess and it's mostly pretty... me. Honestly, it is mostly me yeah. doing it. No, but no, like I, I don't know. like I, I spoiled a lot of Smurfs too. Yeah, because uh, it's Smurfs too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think our I, listenership is probably. And I walked through. Right. The, I think, well, yeah, I walked through the entirety of like Safe Haven. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But again, it's like those things, and and really, the only things we spoil are the movies that yeah. are, are the we losing go, movies that we see. We try yeah. not to spoil the regular movies. Yeah, right. But yeah, like I've had people be like, "Oh, who cares about spoilers or something?" I'm like, no, that's stupid. Why yeah. would you want somebody <laughs> tell you a part of yeah. the movie before you see it? Like a major part. It's such a yeah. Someone like movies. Yeah. Fucking have Someone a said problem. to me recently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, <laughs> yep. somebody said to me recently in regards to a comedy oh it's a comedy so it doesn't matter about spoilers or something yeah, and i'm yeah. like i don't enjoy what, what is that like what does that mean you're basically saying like no comedy has enough plot for me to care but like is it the based- kind of person who goes and sees grown-ups too no or? not really but i was just like that is annoying mm. like oh i get to decide that i, d- I can spoil whatever i want because it's just but a that's comedy. exactly what we do well this is a shitty movie so here's what happens yeah but <laughs> but i also yeah i guess it's yeah. a gray area but i also agree with that like i think the people that listen to our show know like yeah. next week dan had to sit through safe haven so he's gonna fucking tell me what yeah, happens so if you're in that. really waiting to see safe haven you should probably check the movie out <laughs> If you're you're really waiting to see Safe Haven, you should probably fuck off and stop listening to our show. (laughs) One person out there was like, oh. I knew there was a ghost at the end. (laughs) I know. Dan. Yeah. But uh, we got lots to talk about this Mm. week. Tons of stuff. Good good episode of Film Roulette. We had uh, two winner's choices, so Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about... Some movies over there, maybe some World's End, maybe a movie about space. We'll see. Greg had to sit through <laughs> crazy enough. <laughs> Why did you tease one of them and then just say the title of the other one? I don't know. Maybe there's a movie about space. Maybe there's a movie called World's End starring Simon Peck. I don't know. Listen to find out. I don't want anyone turning it off. Oh, that's true. Like the uh, Safe Haven person just did. <laughs> <laughs> and now hates us. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Um... So we got. Uh, I have a bunch of stuff to talk about, but yeah. is there any general? Uh, what are we saying for general talk? Case I had specific talk. Yeah, <laughs> like laser accurate <laughs> specific. No, I did some specific things I like was going to talk about. I wanted to talk about some music, honestly. Okay. Yeah. While I was away, <laughs> e- I listened to a whole now. lot of music. Yeah. Because again, I think we went over my horrible viewing experience while yeah. I was in Greece, but I was able to listen to a lot of music. I just wanted to quickly go over some stuff people should listen to. Uh, namely, uh, King Cruel. Oh, I listened to that album. Yes, that is a good album. Yeah, I've been waiting for that album because he had an EP that yeah. like, was really interesting, but not not like this at all. Yeah, like ra- radically different. Because I was like, I was curious with the EP, like, what's this guy gonna do next? Because and... it was an EP where like every song sounded kind of different. It didn't yeah, really yeah. hang upon one style. Yeah, and I can't believe this kid is nineteen. I know, right? It's ridiculous. <laughs> he sounds like a weird punk rock Billy Bragg. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like in certain songs, there's like a Billy Bragg thing. Yeah. I think I need to spend more time with the the album because every time I've heard it, I've been like, it starts out and I'm just like, holy fuck, this is so fucking good. And then it starts to become a little jazz chordy for, for my liking, and I'm just like, this I'm seems aimless. Mm. Uh, the, yeah, the mo- the album does move. Around. The album's called uh, Six Feet Beneath the Moon. Uh, I'd say Borderline is my favorite song. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to sample something, check that Borderline. out. That's the one. Uh, uh, it does get into like darker, like muddier waters in the middle of the album, but then kind of turns back into a popish record yeah. by the end. 
I don't know. It's got the. There's a lot, lot to like on the album. Uh, very, very cool. Yeah, like there's certain stuff that I heard that I was just like, holy shit! Like it, it, it does sound very Billy Bragg because he's got a very rock rock on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, and uh, uh, and then there will be something a little lighter and poppier, and I'm like, well, this fucking this is still relevant in the same way that I like the other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then then eventually it just starts to sound like Nina Simone or something like that. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, listen to the whole album. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, yeah, I like it. I like. I'm also kind of like. I'm not. I don't think I'm as down on the second half as Casey, but I did definitely find like when it came out, I listened to it a bunch that week, and then I've kind of like put it on the back burner. I think I need to go back to it yeah. and keep 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 it in my rotation. Yeah, I had a steady intake of it. And I still, yeah, I you know listened to it on my way here. Totally, it's just it's so good. It, it is cool. Really cool record. Um, I'll go through this quickly. The other uh, album I've been really into lately is uh, a group called Palms. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, three of the remaining members of ISIS, or no more. Uh, ISIS was a kind of prog metal band. Yeah, Broke ISIS up. are good. I liked ISIS, but I never could get really into ISIS because I didn't like their singer. Yeah, it's just kind of like ah, the vocals seem like such an afterthought, and they kind of are necessary. So I anyway, uh, yeah, but so this is kind. They're not really doing the same ISIS thing, but it's those guys, and it has a bit of the same vibe. But Chino from the Deftones is the lead vocalist, mm-hmm. and it's maybe the best vocal work he's ever done. It's a stunning album, it's yeah. a, and it's not at all what you would imagine. It's not a proto-metal album of any kind. Uh-huh. It is like a soundscape. It's like a more lively Team Sleep, if anyone's yeah. ever listened to that. I heard some of Team Sleep when it came glorious. out. Yeah, Team Sleep is really good. Um, the new Deftones album is shockingly good, too. I heard that. Yeah. Like, I can't believe how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stunned at how good it is. Um, and but other than that, I, while I was in Greece, I listened to a lot of Duran Duran. Oh, yeah, fucking <laughs> Rio is a good album, man. <laughs> I should get on that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really given uh, Rio like I don't know. I've heard I've heard it before. Yeah, but I don't know if I've ever really given it a good go. It's kind of like uh, well, it doesn't sound like, but it's similar to Huey Lewis and the News Sports, mm-hmm. where every song is aimed at the radio. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's a bunch of singles. Yeah. But they all kind of fit together really nicely and there's some, I don't know, really weird, cool texture stuff and it has the chauffeur on it and that's just the fucking coolest song of the world. I hear it's good to do coke too. Yeah. According to Greenberg. (laughs) According to Greenberg. (laughs) Um... Anything else? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I like listen to a lot of music, music on a beach. Stuff, and that, that was most of it. There was yeah. other stuff, but that was the brunt of it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of music stuff off the top of my head, but uh, mm-hmm. can't think of too much. Casey? I don't care for music myself. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I have some movie stuff. I think we, you, Casey and I just watched a trailer for a film that I put on See You Next Wednesday. Not sure if you watched it yet, but the new Alexander Payne movie. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. I think it looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah, black and white. Uh, Will Forte. Yeah, Will Bruce Forte, Dern. Bruce Dern, uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, jeez. Um, uh, Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach. That was the name I was looking for. Wow. Yeah. Stacy Keach. I know. Seen him in ages. Yeah. Surgeon Stavenko himself. Seriously, it looks it looks really good. It looks kind of not not return to form because Descendants wasn't like a super misfire, no, but it does. Generally, everyone liked it. Yeah. Except you and me yeah like it was okay it was fine but it's one of those movies i was saying to casey when we when he watched the trailer i was like it's just hard when you have this director that's made these movies that some of which have been so amazing and they were all critically like yeah yeah, yeah. acclaimed but that was the one that kind of like catapulted him to the oscars you yeah know? yeah yeah and it was like I, I, his it was weakest okay. movie I yeah thought, you know uh, like about schmidt that's a movie yeah and this actually looks kind of like about schmidt throwing back mm. to that like melancholia and it looks good yeah, yeah. it looks great I think Will Forte 
is due for one of those kind of Nebraska. roles. Yeah, for sure. That's the name of it. Yeah, yeah Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And I like I love that it's black and white. Yeah, yeah. It looks very. I mean. It's that thing of like where black and white movies automatically seem a little more personal and yeah. a little more like, um, but but yeah, this seems very like like a much smaller movie, mm-hmm. and uh, and just just looks like it doesn't overstate itself yeah. the way that I think Sideways kind of did. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sideways is the other one where I don't really f- like all his like his, big, his two biggest movies are the yeah. ones that I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> like Sideways was great when I first saw it. Yeah, and then I went back to it and I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't uh, make it through my second one. No, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. wine, Fucking wine. Malo, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like Malo. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> don't give him Malo. <laughs> you have to be like, a, like a notebook. Yeah. <laughs> Never give Never him Merlo. one. No Merlo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you on that for sure. Um, so I'll rattle through this super quick because yeah. I saw a shitload of movies. All right, I, I saw like ten movies that last weekend. Oh my god! Uh, at the Toronto International Film Festival, mm-hmm. got myself some tickets. Oh, the TIFF. Oh, uh, the TIFF. Mm. The one and only. So saw Prisoners again. <laughs> Skip over that. Yeah. My parents had tickets, so I rush lined it. Saw it again. Um, I also saw Richard Awade's film, The Double. Oh, The Double. How is that? Really, really good. Yeah. Oh, right on. Jesse Eisenberg is very good in it. He plays two roles, obviously, because it's The Double. Oh, so he's Chris Kattaning this thing? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Classic Chris Kattan movie. That's what I'm going to call it from now on when somebody (laughs) plays two roles. Oh, did he Chris Kattan this thing? Yeah. Um, That's right. He's really good in it. Um, Everybody's really good in it. The the, story. change in tone from submarine to this movie is unbelievable like total like people have been comparing it to brazil which is completely apt especially like aesthetically like mm-hmm. in terms of set design uh, yeah i, I, I could not, see that from the trailer theme, but not in, a little in theme but oh, it's yeah. very because like jesse eisberg works at this like weird factory doing like computer work on these non-computer looking things and it's very like industrial and oh, they're okay. all in cubicles it's kind of like that sounds like brazil, like brazil. <laughs> yeah yeah no i can from the trailer but, I, I can definitely yeah, see that comparison. but where it goes it's kind of like it doesn't approach the same themes or whatever so basically right. like he starts seeing his double and his double gets hired at his job and his double's kind of like the asshole version of him because he's super meek and like can't talk to people and stuff and kind of starts like taking over his life and the soundtrack is incredible. It's almost like David Lynch esque at times. It's, re- but it's also super funny. Yeah, and it was just really good. And I want to see it again. Like it's set present day, or is it sort of really like a say. general? Yeah, yeah right. Because so, it's based on a Dostoevsky novel. Yeah, or a novella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, super good. I thought it was really funny and really weird and and really crazy. Just like again, like the, the change up of style from like kind of doing a, a a Wes Anderson movie but darker with Submarine to like now just this crazy artful art comedy like weird mishmash of everything. Yeah, he's he is some kind of a genius. Yeah, uh, that actually leads into. Sorry, no. What's that leading to? Uh, the fact that I I spent a, a day watching um, all of. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah, right. Let's, let's talk about it. Uh, it's great. It is so fucking good. Have you seen that, Greg? No, not yet. No. It's. I haven't seen all of it. I've only seen a couple episodes. It's fucking funny. Though. It's yeah. not how people what it is because I don't think a lot of people know. Yeah. Well, well, basically, what it is the the pretense is there's this uh, uh, horror novelist, this hack horror novelist named Garth Marenghi, uh, who creates a horror action television show in the yeah. '80s. Um, 
but they just they're not commissioned to do it they just make it and assume that it'll get on television because they've made it yeah um and uh so it's it's this whole thing of like they they've uh released it on dvd or whatever like because it's sort of intercut with um um like interviews with the actors and everything yeah about like uh, what the production and stuff right um and it's uh it's this guy matthew holness who's the who created it with richard iowati mm-hmm. richard iowati's in it and matt barry is in it um and it's so basically it's it's this sort of like 80s sci-fi show um a, a la sort of like doctor who but not like mm-hmm. doctor who at all kind of thing and it's you know of course it's terrible uh, like the show but uh yeah, like it's, shoddy value production values it, right right um it's it's so well done and mm-hmm. it's it's really more clever than hilarious like i i didn't find myself laughing out loud so much as i was like oh my god i never would have thought of that yeah you know like it's just that fucking other level of brilliance yeah yeah, I definitely say. And there's that. a little bit of that in the double because there's a there's a a TV that he like a TV show that he keeps seeing that has this kind of like it's like a cop but he's got like a gun that's a laser and just has that kind of like <laughs> cheap like weird thing to be be cutting to on a TV but also kind of funny. Right. Yeah. Super worth seeing. Yeah. Um, see that. What else did I see? I went and saw Kill Your Darlings, which is the Daniel Radcliffe movie about Ginsburg and Bur- and William S. Burroughs. Boy, that sounds terrible. About, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's about the murder that they were kind of like involved in. Right. Um, and it's not bad. It's a debut film. Stylistically, it's pretty incredible for just like a first film. Right. But it's not, it's not amazing. It's a, it's a good Netflix. It's a like, uh. this will pop up on Netflix. You'll watch it and you'll be like, oh, that was interesting. Right. But it, it, I had issues with it. But I won't get into it because take forever um uh what else did i see i'll skip over a bunch because it's just like oh i saw the love punch with pierce brosnan and it was a dud (laughs) (laughs) with pierce brosnan i know (laughs) i'm gonna be a dud um so the last movie i'll talk about uh in any length was i saw this movie called south is nothing an italian film that i just kind of randomly stumbled upon a ticket for alex gave it to me and she was just like check out this movie i don't know what it is here's a ticket so I went to it. It's a debut film as well. South is nothing. It's like this low-key drama about sort of a coming-of-age story about this girl whose brother has died. We don't know how long ago, really. It's, they don't really talk about it. But basically, her dad hasn't talked about her dead brother in a really long time. And they own a fish shop in Italy. And it's just like a really low-key drama about her kind of coming of age and, and dealing with loss and how it's affecting their family. And it was fucking incredible fucking incredible like blew me away like just other than prisoners it was probably my favorite of the festival wow just like walked into this movie super low-key gorgeously shot like some of the frames you could fucking some of the shots in that movie you could print out and fucking throw on a wall at an art museum and people would be like this is strikingly beautiful right yeah just amazing and i there's no trailer for it yet i don't know if it even has called again south is nothing And, the, and I don't know, he's, the director has only made short films, and I don't know if it got picked up for distribution or what, but, like, if this goes up on Netflix, I would, like, urge people to see it. Because I just thought, like, the performance of the uh, central character was brutally honest and just gorgeous, and it was sad, and it was everything. I loved it. It reminded me a lot of, like, there's this movie called Fish Tank. That movie uh, is also kind of like a, a British, I think, movie, coming of age. Just, like, super good. Super, super good. Can't stress enough that people should see that movie. Hmm. Fabio Molo? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just one of those things, like, 
oh, I don't know anything about this movie. And I went in and just the whole movie was like, I love this movie. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. So, yeah, check that one out for sure. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And I, oh, and I also saw A Field in England by the guy that made Kill, Kill List and Sightseers, which was a British movie. Oh, yeah. Super yeah. weird, black and white. Film. Yeah, I feel like I saw... I feel like I saw a trailer for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's like these Civil War guys kind of break off from the war and go to this field and they end up making a soup that has mushrooms in it and then the movie's kind of like a mushroom trip. I actually liked it quite a bit, but it is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, all, there's a big chunk of the movie that's just... There's a big stretch of the movie that's just like kaleidoscopic imagery and, and strobing and like <laughs> weird shit. But I was actually surprised at how much of it was also dry British humor, like in the dialogue. Right. But it's an interesting one. I wouldn't say run out and see it. How long a stretch are we talking? <laughs> not not crazy long. Imagery. Like fifteen minutes or something. Fifteen like, minutes like of straight, straight weird no. imagery. Oh, okay. Okay. But like it get like I mean, there's a lot of shit. It's in part it. of the narrative. Yeah. It's not just like check this shit out. No. Ooh. No. But it is kind of. It doesn't exactly make total sense in terms of. Things that happen are just like, this just happened because it's weird, I think. Right. And there's also tableaus in it <laughs> where, like, they cut to just them, like, standing there, like, doing a tableau. <laughs> <laughs> you are not winning me over right no. now. But I liked it. I don't know. I could see people watching and be like, bullshit. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, I, it surprised me how, like, actually funny it was. And, and I, I went in expecting, like, strobe lights and kaleidoscope for an hour and a half. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I got a little bit more of other stuff. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Well, it's a shitload of movies. It was, it was crazy. That's amazing. Just running um, around. Mm. Along those lines, I saw the trailer for uh, Escape from Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I saying. haven't seen that yet. Um, check it out. I'd, I'd be interested to know what you guys think. Yeah. Um, I think it looks really interesting. I've heard... Reports that it looks really inter- interesting, but kind of falls flat. What's the rundown on this for the list? The rundown on it basically it's these uh, these. The movie was actually made inside of uh, the oh, Magic yes. Kingdom, yeah. inside uh, Disney oh, World. Right, right. Um, these sort of guerrilla filmmakers kind of smuggled cameras in um, and made this movie. Now it's not. I don't think it's not a movie that you know brings down the whole Disney myth or anything like that. It's sort of a small. Walt Disney's not frozen in there with a bunch of Nazi paraphernalia. I I don't. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I mean, that's like what because I saw like posters and stuff, and and I haven't seen the trailer. And you see like the bloody hand of um, yeah. Uh, Mickey Mouse, but it was well, also like the movie they don't want you to see or well, something. And yeah, like, oh, yeah. Well, there was there expose? was a legal battle. They have lots of those. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't want to see. see. <laughs> 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 Their marketing is a movie you don't want to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, like like I, I don't know how much I, I know that there was a legal battle between the filmmakers and Disney, and the filmmakers eventually won out and were able to release this thing. What? I don't know why that is necessarily because the the trailer basically shows you it's, it, the it's about this guy who goes to Disney World and meets these two young girls and he starts to lose his grasp on sanity or whatever on reality. And there's a lot of like really weird kind of like um, crazy shit that happens. Like the trailer doesn't really tell you all that much. It just shows you kind of the tone and it looks really interesting. It's all shot black and white. Um, also, it's a very personal film. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> I felt very. Yeah. I felt it was very personal. I feel to like me. it'd be really funny if Disney had won and like picked it up, and we're like, we're going distri- to distribute it or something. And then we're like, oh, it's in the vault. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll we're, we'll let you know when it comes. We're going to release it as a double feature with Aristocats. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, it looks it looks interesting anyway. Apparently, it's it it's it falls a little bit flat, but that's I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, I'm curious. Who knows? Yeah, me too. Hmm. I also watched a couple of episodes of uh, Homeland. And, uh, oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've seen like half of the first season. Uh, I oh, saw like shit. two and a half episodes and I was like, why am I watching this? This yeah, is boring. I don't, as I don't fuck. get it, man. I don't fucking Everyone get it. Everyone loves it, right? Look, okay. It's, the acting is fine. Uh, there are. The acting's all right. It's not fine. amazing. But I, like, I was really. Okay. It's, I thought it was a network show based on how it's filmed and the pacing and shit like that and the whole. Everything about it screams network until there's like tits all over the place. Yeah, like, where is this from? I don't yeah. even know. What the- <laughs> oh, it's a, sh- it's a Showtime. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I I had no idea. Yeah, I don't I don't have cable anymore. Oh yeah, like uh, if you were a fan of Inara from um, Firefly at all, <laughs> watch this movie. Watch the show. <laughs> he says as he taps his nose. You know, <laughs> wink. wink. I don't think that's his nose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it on my face? Nose. <laughs> Why did it it's- wink at me? <laughs> uh, look, I got. Problems. <laughs> I just, um, yeah, I uh, like. I, I won't call it a bad show. It's. I mean, I've seen it's what fun. bad you know uh, political procedurals are like. But this. I mean, I don't get like all the crazy hype and people losing their mind. Like, I don't. Yeah, get I it. just. I, I just find myself not really caring. Yeah, like. I well, saw I, the elements. I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of an interesting element, or that's kind of interesting. But they're not really shot all that interestingly. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe is, I need to get to the end. And is it I'll one watch of those more. situations where it's like, yeah, yeah, the show's amazing, but you got to get through the first two seasons, and then it really takes off? Like, <laughs> possibly, but I don't know. I'm just I don't care enough right now. I mean, I feel like people say that a lot about a lot of shows, and I I've said it too. Like, I really love the IT crowd, but I tell people like the first season is not nearly as funny as the rest. Of it. Right, uh-huh. right. But I just think like I don't know if if I. It just sounds like, oh, it, like, do I have to suffer through the first season of Homeland? If I well, really apparently, wanna... uh, but I've been told by everyone that the first season is the good one, and oh. then it gets a little ridiculous okay. in the second season. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I almost want to see it get ridiculous. It goes from so crazy boring now. to ridiculous. And I can, I can, I, uh, I can just most... see where it's going. Now, I don't know if this is spoilery because I haven't seen anything, but my thing where I'm just like, ugh, this, like, there's a scene early on, like, I think it's probably the second episode or some shit, where they're like, he, she thinks he's a double agent and blah, 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 and he does something and he has a, a speech. And they're like, oh, he's very good on camera and stuff like that. Oh, I see how they're going to stretch this out. I guarantee you he's going to go into politics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, and no, I don't, don't want to watch that. I don't <laughs> even think that's a spoiler. I think that that just, um, they, they intimate that from the very beginning. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, the, the most interesting thing to me about it is like that the, the uh, Mandy Patinkin. Run, that's going to suck. I don't want to watch that. The most interesting thing to me is that Mandy Patinkin plays Judd Hirsch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's all. From Dear John. Yeah. I was just like, all right, well, he looks a little like him. That's all I Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't get know. It. I've I never get the big hype. Yeah. I've never seen it. I don't know. I don't know if I'll watch it. Yeah. I mean, people said it was amazing, but I, yeah. I might finish it. it out if I get bored with my life. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But. I have no I I watched yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've seen four ish. Maybe episodes, something like that. I don't really remember because I just don't care. And mm-hmm. I've started watching. I've started watching other trash because I just don't. I, I'm not going back to it. It's yeah, not, yeah. I started watching Under the Dome. Oh, oh, wow. How's that? That is really stupid. <laughs> I've heard it's entertaining. Though. It is. Entertaining. I've heard it's a stupid show that knows it's, it's stupid. But there's written. good. There's yeah. there's a there yeah. are some good people on it. Yeah, Dean Norris is Dean on. Dean Norris it. is on it, so that's always cool. Uh. 
Jeff Fahey's in there. Nah, oh, no way. way. Can't go wrong with the Fahey. Nah. One more man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you can go wrong. <laughs> body parts. Body parts. Body parts. Yeah. Yeah. I was so excited to watch Body Parts when I got it on VHS. Fuck yeah. Because it was this movie that when I was a kid, I remember seeing the cover of it, and I was yeah. like, "Whoa, this is gonna be crazy! I'm not allowed to see it. I can't wait." And then like years later, I watched it, and I was like, "That's a boring movie. No, it's just terrible." <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Under the Dome is uh, pretty stupid. But uh, it's like, oh, it's just so. I'm gonna keep watching it just to see if it gets as stupid as I hope it does. Yeah. Well, that just sounds. Yeah. There's a big dome right. covers this small town. Well, it's basically the Simpsons movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they no, drive cars into the dome from the commercial. I yeah, think. and a plane. Dome oh. cuts a cow in half, which is Whoa. actually pretty cool. That sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. That's and the one like, thing I heard about it. Mike, yeah. uh, uh, our friend Mike that we work with was like, eh, cow gets cut in half, so yeah. that's cool. <laughs> What's stupid? Is that what made me watch it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out what to watch, and I was like, oh, yeah, under the dome. Isn't that one where they cut that cow in half? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give it a little. I'll give it a shot. But yeah, Devil. everybody in the town is stuck inside the dome, and you can't get out. No one can get in. Everyone yeah. doesn't know what it is. <laughs> everybody in town has a secret. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> everybody in town has a secret. Also, they're in a dome. Yeah, it's really so. fucking. I might report the, back on this. I don't. I'd love if the town name was like Secropolis or something. <laughs> like, are you serious? We all have secrets. I thought it was just a name. Uh. There is some painfully bad acting. A couple, couple people in it are really, really bad. Yeah. But yeah, I'm watching that right now. I'll let you know if anything interesting happens. All right. Sweet. Mm-hmm. But just let us know if any other cows get cut yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I care about. Yeah. Um, sweet. Well, oh, I, you know, before we jump into film, okay. like one more trailer. Uh, did you guys see the trailer for uh, the, mo- the uh, uh, home front? <laughs> Not Homeland, the movie Homefront. No, fuck, I still haven't watched that. Which is Jason Statham versus James Franco in a movie written by Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I saw that that was the trailer. I have yeah. Not. Yes, please. Fuck yeah. yeah. I was, when I heard, I was like, Statham and Franco. What the fuck is that? I saw the trailer. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm into this. <laughs> so what's it like? It's okay. It's really, it's a, it's a stupid action movie. Okay. Jason Statham is a super cop. His wife has died. So he and his daughter moved to some small town in the south. Then his daughter gets into a fight with some kid in yeah. the schoolyard and beats up this little boy who's a dick. And it turns out his parents are white trash, evil people, and the baby daddy is James Franco, and he's a meth dealer out in the South, and he's crazy. And so he's got to fight James Franco. Sweet. <laughs> I'm into that. Oh, yeah. No, I watch it. I'm like, I am on board. Yeah. Yeah. I love that a, a schoolyard fight between kids <laughs> starts a fucking family war. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's and Stallone is the sole screenwriter. Sweet. Yeah, so uh, so you know it's good. You stamp <laughs> approval. He's he's written Oscar nominated movies. So. Yeah, winning, winning, winning. Remember winning. guys? Yeah, remember hey, hey, remember I got tiger blood. <laughs> remember? Is, is that ironic yet? No. Give it. <laughs> give it. Does he show Stallone the air? That anger management? Is that Probably. I, I saw so. an episode of that. Really awkward. Oh, just well, it's just a shitty sitcom. Like, but it's extra shitty, isn't it? It feels like they're filming rehearsals for a really shitty sitcom. Well, it fe- and all the and it's only using the stand-in <laughs> actors, none of the real ones. It, it kind of <laughs> feels like a shitty sitcom in the way that Two and a Half Men was a shitty sitcom, where it's just like, like really aggressively dumb dick jokes, yeah, that, that are in no way funny, yeah, and and again, just fucking furthers my problem with Brian Posehn. But I digress. <laughs> I don't want to go down that road again. 
how about we go down the road of film roulette instead? Oh, yeah. yeah. Film roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and two high rollers get to go see something good. Last week it was winner's choice again, so Casey and I chose what we wanted to see. Because we were the winners. And if you roll low, you have to go see something shitty. Greg didn't have to go anywhere because he watched Crazy Enough starring Chris Kattan and Chris Kattan at home on Netflix. (laughs) I have not been as excited to hear about a movie as I am about this one. Uh, But the loser gets to give the the winners a punishment album that they have to listen to for the rest of the week, and Casey and I had to listen to an Aaron Carter album because Greg gave it to us. Oh, That's, Aaron. Oh, Aaron is the oh, title. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, what have you done? Oh, Aaron. Oh, such a disappointment. Sexy the way you said such that. Such a disappointment. Oh, Aaron. Aaron. Oh, oh, Aaron? You can get me tickets to your brother's show. <laughs> we'll oh, get into that. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> Gross. So that's how you play <laughs> film roulette. Um, so we're going to do it again. Casey and I went and saw whatever we wanted. I saw a shitload of movies at TIFF. I maybe picked one for mine. Another tease. But Casey went and saw something that's in theaters right now. Like literally right now. Right now. You could go out and see this. You stop the podcast and go right now. So what did you go see? I went and saw a movie called The World's End. Oh, shit. Yes. It was a movie starring uh, and written by uh, Simon Pegg. And also, it was the third in the Cornetto trilogy. Mm-hmm. It was a movie that you have already uh, talked already about this. on this show. So I don't want to go crazy in depth with it. I just want to say that it is one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. So much it'll, fun. I think it'll be interesting because I've kind of had time to sit on it. Right. So what did you think about it? I think it's one of the best movies of the year. It's the worst in the Cornetto trilogy, mm-hmm. but oh, it's really? still amazing. Which is what I thought like when I left it. And then yep. now I kind of think if I was forced to rate them, I don't even know. Because when I saw Hot Fuzz, the whole thing was like, oh, I really, really liked Hot Fuzz when I saw it. But I was like, I don't know if it was as good as Sean. Mm-hmm. But then over the years, now I'm kind of like, I love Hot Fuzz oh, God, maybe yeah. equally as much as Sean. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. the same thing is happening to me with this movie. Well, it feels so much like the like those two movies. Like they're, they're, there's such a through line without the characters being the same or anything like that. Um, I think it feels a lot more like Hot Fuzz than it feels like um, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. But... The difference is sort of negligible. I think if you put a gun to my head and said, like, rate them, I think I would say Sean, Hot Fuzz, Cornetto right now. But I would also say they're really close, and I almost think of them as one. Well, the thing is, like, it's that stupid thing of, like, where, well, if I had to rate them, I, yeah. would, I, I would rate them that way. But I don't want to. Exactly. Because they're all so fucking charming. Yeah. And and this movie is no different. Like, it, it has all of the fucking great little things that Edgar Wright yeah. does where he just sets up a tiny thing at the beginning a tiny but sort of poignant thing at the beginning yeah. and then it just pays off three quarters of the way through the movie and then and that's fucking good mm-hmm. you know like it it just has these like the characters are so fully realized without spending too much time on yeah. on those characters you know like i think this one more than hot fuzz is alike with Shaun of the Dead in the terms of having more of like an emotional core. Not that sure. Hot Fuzz doesn't, but I feel like this one lends more because like there was parts in Shaun of the Dead that were legitimately super sad, right? And I think there's parts in this movie that are like really, really legitimately like nostalgic and 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 like like affecting. Oh my god! Like especially like it, it's a movie about this guy who is a giant loser who is like the 
fucking king of high school in the early 90s yeah <laughs> and uh and he's trying to relive so the the soundtrack is great there's like a lot like the sundays and and mm-hmm. uh primal scream uh, primal scream um sisters of mercy uh sisters, <laughs> is there a sisters of mercy song i don't remember the name but there's you know remember. the soup dragons yeah and stuff like that <laughs> like a oh, stacked wow. soundtrack yeah absolutely so it's it, it's really fun and nostalgic in that way but it's just about, about this guy who you know never wants to to sort of move out of the 90s Mm. because that was sort of his heyday and i'm like yeah man i get it (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um but yeah and and the way it's done the the ending i mean i'm not going to give anything away but the ending is so sweet and so like um you go like oh is that where it went yeah yeah but 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 it's within the context of the movie it's so great and within the context of that specific character it's so Mm -hmm. great yeah, and and for people who have seen it, this won't like this won't be a spoiler to anyone. But when I went when I left the theater after I first saw it, I I didn't realize, and I think it's just because I'm an, a big idiot, and I guess I wasn't paying attention. But but the glass of the glass of water thing at the end of the movie. If you've seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, like a like a couple days later, I was like, oh yeah, fuck, like that's a total like arc of the film that like. I think his movies do that so well where they have all of the... It's so overstuffed with things that, like, for days you'll be like, click, oh, shit, Oh, like, yeah. these tiny little things, like, where, like, um, there, there's a scene, you know, how, the pretense is that they, they, they're trying to do this golden mile where mm-hmm. they, they go mm-hmm. to 10 different or 12 different pubs and have a pint. Uh, one of the pubs is called Some About the Mermaid or something yeah. like that. And, and they go in, and that's where there's these three. And I think everybody knows by now there's these sort of like robot type yeah. things. Yeah, it's in, in the trailer. trailer. Right. Um, so so there's a scene where these three like super hot robots like sort of tempt them. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, and you're like, oh, it's like. Yeah, it's called yeah. the mermaid and that's totally. kind of like there's like tiny little things like that little throwaway things that you don't have to notice to, mm-hmm. to, to follow the thing but that are just like but then when you watch it again indicative again, of what a fucking thoughtful yeah. uh, what f- thoughtful filmmakers they are yeah totally and I and I think per, like, I, like I love Edgar Wright and I think he's doing something to me I think I mentioned when I wrote about this movie that like he reminds me so much of Tarantino with like a beating heart like yeah because i feel like he's doing these things where he's reappropriating music and like and 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 taking things from other movies and stuff but i feel like there's he never does it without a a purpose and a drive where i feel like sometimes tarantino i'm like you just put that because you think it's super cool you took a music cue that's the thing film that's the thing right like it's like it's like edgar wright sort of does them to his own ends yeah whereas with tarantino it's sort of like this is homage yeah not that that, that that's bad but i feel like he's picking up the ball kind of awesome yeah but but they're just this side of soulless or or rather you're not really supposed to invest that Mm -hmm. much as opposed to just watch a bunch of cool shit yeah exactly um whereas like you watch the world's end you can't help but i'm like yeah yeah super invested and then the the heart of the movie, you're just like, oh, like it hits you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of that has to do, too, with Simon Pegg being such a fucking amazing actor. Definitely. Like, is he good? Uh, like somebody he's who not, can... He's not just funny, you know? No. He's no, no. A, he's a And especially in this him. movie, like, I mean, he's hilarious all of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then immediately, without switching gears necessarily, be, there's like this pathos to what he's doing that yeah. is entirely fucking relevant and so watchable. Definitely. He's, he's I, I really want to see him do something that's going to like kind of propel him to, mm-hmm. yeah. to like one of the kind of heavy hitter actors. Totally. I think he's fully capable of Yeah, that. and I think with like Edgar Wright, like 
I don't know. I think people like a lot of people might write him off in terms of his style because he does that kind of hyperkinetic thing. But I think if you look across his movies, there's like a real variety to it. Like that, if you that's look a at, thing. At, he does those things when they're necessary yeah. because he's making action movies. Totally. You know? Like, but in terms of like if you look at. Um, fucking scott pilgrim or something like the aesthetic to that movie is so wildly different yeah. than his other movies i mean it's still kind of like high on candy hyperkinetic style but i mean there's a there's like a crazy craft to every one of his movies in terms of his visual i actually had the thought of now i'm fine with jj abrams directing the new star wars but i actually had a thought in, in the middle of this movie like i wonder what would happen if they give it given it to i would be so right. on board for that yeah because <laughs> sure. i mean the, the way the action is directed in this movie especially yeah. is, is fantastic like the fight scenes are amazing i saw some people online criticize that this film for the fight scenes being too samey and I was like, it's the most colorful action fights film of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, did you see Asylum? They just throw dust in your eye the whole movie. This movie's like fucking a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Like, it, the, they're very, the fight scenes are very stylized, but again, within the context of the universe of the Cornetto trilogy, it's fine. Yeah. And, and, and really engaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just fun to see Nick Frost. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Kick some ass. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that guy fucking rules too. Yeah, and I like that they kind of have a bit of like, I don't know. I mean, Hot Fuzz was kind of... Um, uh, where am I going with this? Like, I just I felt like it was nice that they kind of threw a little twist on their usual characters. Like, like yeah. Nick Frost was the one that's a bit more straight edge in this mm-hmm. one, in ter- in, instead of being the kind of one that's pulled along with by Simon Pegg in the mm-hmm. other two movies, right? You know, instead of Simon Pegg being the straight laced cop or the like more straight laced friend of the two friends in, Sa- in Shaun of the Dead, this one's a little bit more like he gets to play the wild card. Right, and I thought but that. Still, I think they but both still, his really character, well. like I mean, his like his acting in this movie too is yeah, yeah. is fantastic. Like, like he he can do the same thing that 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 um you know Simon Pegg does. Yeah, like where there is that sort of like dramatic element to it as well. But yeah, you're right. Like I mean, he it's not a huge switch, but you're just like it was nice. It's not and, because and, he's still essentially sort of sidekick esque, yeah. but uh, totally. But it's it's told in a completely different way. It's it's such a yeah, great movie, such a yeah. satisfying movie. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So go see World's End if you haven't yet. Yeah. You definitely are going to want to do it. Um. So a quick addition to that. Uh, while I was at TIFF, I saw a super big movie that I felt could act as my movie to talk about for film and Relight. Since mm-hmm. I knew we were going to be talking about this, I obviously I'm not going to talk about it too much. But I saw Gravity. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 
So this is George Clooney, Sandra Bullock in space, uh, directed by Alfonso yeah, I really Cuaron. Want to see this. Yeah, um, <clears throat> this is like a huge movie. It's coming out in two weeks, so obviously yeah. I'm not gonna play my hand completely. But um, I will say that as a spectacle and as an experience and as a movie that you have to go see in theaters, uh, Gravity absolutely delivers. Um, it looks fucking incredible. Go see it in IMAX. Go see it in 3D, mm. whatever the best possible situation for you to see this movie. If you have to go to not-so-big IMAX and AVX, go to that. <laughs> but, like, it looks... It's stunning. Stunning as an example of, like, what we can do with technology in movies. Yeah. Oh. Um, not so stunning as an example of a, a well-written, movie. great movie. Ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. I think if you tamper your expectations a little, it's not a bad movie. It's just it's a little schmaltzy. They kind of try. I I was I struggled with it because I was like, if this movie didn't have like human stuff in it, I would probably be like, oh, I wish they at least had something to this movie. But then I was also kind of like, but the way that I felt like they was doing it, it was unearned. It's a little schmaltzy. But just go in like looking for a tense ride that looks insane, amazing, brilliant visuals, and you'll be pretty satisfied. I think. Very nice. But yeah. Definitely not like a big letdown. Weirdly, that's sort of what I've been expecting. From yeah, that. I was just a little thrown off by like the way that it does the dramatic stuff. I was like, really? Okay, whatever. You look amazing. <laughs> 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 yeah. So super cool to see that. Yeah. Definitely check it out. It's it's I I like to think of it like Avatar. Although I don't think I hated it. Like I didn't hate it with the way I hated Avatar. But when I saw Avatar, I was like, that was fucking great to look at. Yeah. But if somebody was at if I was at someone's house and they were like, I got this Blu-ray of Gravity, I'd be like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if somebody was like, oh, let's watch this DVD of Avatar. I'd be like, no, let's not. You can just leave. Go, go. You take your Blu-ray. Just like, go yeah. away. When this movie leaves theaters, I can't really ever think of myself unless I knew some rich person with a huge TV and 3D glasses ever watching it again. All right. So, like, if you have any interest in this film, you better go see it. Yeah. Because that'll be the experience. Right. Definitely. Fair enough. Um, speaking of uh, experiences. <laughs> Greg had an experience in his home. Greg was just crazy enough <laughs> to watch. She watched crazy, crazy enough, enough, starring Chris Kattan and who and else? Chris was in that Kattan. Movie? Oh, Chris Kattan. <laughs> Question mark! Exclamation point! I just opened Talking up the IMDb cat. on this uh, movie, I just, and I scrolled down and I hit the quotes section. Oh yeah. shit! And there's one quote here, and it. It's, oh, wait, wait, wait! Before you say the quote, somebody watched Crazy Enough. And was like, I got to get on my computer. And that was a brilliant line. Mm -hmm. Okay, quotes. Fred. I'm not Fred. I'm Ted. (laughs) 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 Which actually pretty much encapsulates the plot, doesn't it? (laughs) Okay, so Crazy Enough, originally titled Just Crazy Enough, is about identical twins separated at birth. Now, this is where I want to start talking they about this. They changed the because, title because they didn't want to be wishy-washy. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> now, the I movie, feel like Just <clears throat> Crazy Enough is a better title. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, it's this is an incredibly cheap movie. Yeah. The opening credits are gloriously cheap. Yeah. And they try to do kind of like a late 80s. Well, not specifically the late 80s, but you know when they have the, uh, the, the cartoon yeah. Opening credits to kind of catch you up on some story stuff. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, the Christmas vacation. Is Christmas vacation or like yeah. the credits Panthers. interesting. But this, this is one of those to fill you in on the backstory. So it's, it's two 
really poorly animated babies, twins are born, and they're picked up from an orphanage. And then the car is driving while this wacky music plays. Then the car stops at an insane asylum and leaves one of the babies. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> now, I was like, is this There's just an opening backstory. credits thing? Are we going to find out why they got separated and why one of them has lived in it? Nope. never. Nope. This is The only explanation you get is that they got the two babies and went, well, this yeah. one's probably crazy. Yeah. <laughs> look at this baby's eyes. We got to take him to crazy house. <laughs> this baby's looking at me funny. Get it out of here. So that was the first, like, what? Uh, and yeah, I, I'm like, I mean, it's so cheap. I really, I, okay, and the music is, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, public domain music. Yeah, sure. Um, and it's really all the sound is really bad to the point where I had to recheck while I was watching. I'm like, am I watching a Dave Dakota film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the, the trailer uh, was the like trailer that. the the film stock looks yeah. really bad, really bad. And to the point where like it's it looks terrible. You can't hear what people are saying. It's like Chris Kattan murmuring while there's music that's like. Boing, ding, going on it's just some sort of like an Irish I went Irish so you have this retarded animated opening and then when the crazy enough hits the screen it goes was this movie rated G oh man rated G for crossover joke Jesus fucking hell. Serious um, listeners only. It looks like it's unrated. <laughs> anyway. They couldn't be bothered. Um, yeah. So, Chris, one of the Chris Catans, the one who's not crazy enough, is, uh, is, is a psychiatrist. And he gets a call from his pushy boss to go. He has to go sign some papers at a mental institution. But he's like, oh, but today my wife is uh, launching her new business. Oh, bummer. And, but he goes anyway. Yeah. And, uh, and oh, God, it just, I don't even want to talk about it. It's so, <laughs> all the like little sight gags, they're trying to keep busy work going on. Yeah. For, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, he can't answer his phone because he just put shaving cream in his hands. Oh, no. And I'm like. Just rinse your hands off. You're standing at a sink. Just rinse them off. And instead, he's got his elbows, and he's all like, whoa, whoa, I'm wacky. I'm Chris Kattan. And he's got to lie on the ground to talk to his phone. And, Uh-oh. You know, it's this kind of shit. And uh, so then he gets to the he gets to the institution. Is this like a fam? Like, is this going to be, is this for families? Or is it, does yeah, it go Yeah, like, too how far? much, like, like. Not my family. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is this for families of idiots? Yeah. But like, is it yeah, trying is to it be a family about film? a family? But, but is that, it a family film? Like, like is yeah, it like, I guess so. But I mean, is there any like fucks in it or anything? Or shit? no, there is like no sexual content of any. Oh kind no, I don't mean fucking. Movie. I mean like no, no. no I just mean there, there's 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 no f bombs and there's yeah. no okay like nothing even remotely romantic or and Chris Kattan and his wife he he sleeps in the guest house. I don't know why. Like, he's okay. helping her with her business. They wake up in the morning and have breakfast and do stuff with the kids, but he has to sleep in the guest house. Uh, they never And they don't explain that? Ever. Uh, a right. couple of things happen where I'm like, there's a scene missing here. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know why he's like... apologizing to this person now. Yeah. Right. And there's a big apology scene he has with this crazy guy, and I'm just like, what are, what are we talking about here, man? Like, I feel like I'm crazy now. <laughs> Someone's going to take me. That's I fell asleep the in the middle of the movie, and I did wake up all feeling all <laughs> fucked up, and I did feel like... like 
pr- a prisoner of the movie, like someone had stolen my identity, and now I gotta live inside crazy enough. It was terrible. So you're um, saying it was brilliant. So he's going to the mental <laughs> institution. He gets outside of it, and he's trying to write down uh, a shopping list. His wife is giving him over the phone, and a truck drives by and splashes him through a puddle and splashes him. <laughs> Which in the trailer is great because you don't actually see him get splashed. No. It just drives by, and then no, he's Nor wet. do you see and it in also, the film. Also, the sound effect is like a <laughs> pail of water being yeah. thrown. It does, it does not sound like a truck. <laughs> Mm. Like they got like a CD of sound effects. Yeah, well, like, it's like they didn't have enough money, or like Chris Kattan was like, "You're not throwing water on me on camera." <laughs> they, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have enough money so to have a him or something with a with a Febreze bottle. Or they just that's, got that's his the crazy brush. Sell is yeah. him getting hit with water, not after. Yeah. Oh, he's wet. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh man, rewind. <laughs> crazy man, just crazy enough. I've always, I've always wanted to see Chris Kattan pre-moistened, <laughs> but I don't want to see how it gets. Well, how it if happens. they had shown the water, that would have been too crazy. <laughs> have been, this was just, just crazy, crazy enough. enough. Now, if you were supposed to go to an institution or any building uh, to <laughs> just to sign. Yeah. Some papers. You don't have to do anything else. Just diddly doop and out the door. Right. If you got your suit all wet, would you then, what would, you would just probably go sign the papers and leave, right? To go yeah, sorry. I, the wet sorry suit. my suit's a little wet, but I just got, the car just made yeah. me wet. No, I'd this go right. over to the Instead, local insane asylum. For some reason to do this. He, <laughs> Use your hand dryer. He, he took another suit with him to this thing. Oh, There's, sweet. That he brings inside, that he has with him already to bring inside. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. Uh, so he brings the suit in, and he goes to reception, and he's like, is there somewhere... There's a lot of gag where he doesn't know how to use a pen. And, uh, what? Uh, well, the pen's got, like, some furry stuff on the end of it, and he... Whoa! Uh, <laughs> is he, pl- he plays an alien, right? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't you, play you a know human what? being, right? He kind of does. Okay. Uh, there's some really weird scenes in this movie. And so instead of just sign the paper and go home to help your wife with her business and get out of your wet suit, he's like, is there somewhere I can take a shower? <laughs> I'm like I've never been to a mental institution. I would like to shower in one, please. I'm like you're you already right wet. Being wet, <laughs> being more wet is do. not going to help anything. So uh, he does. He goes to a women's locker room to take a shower, and uh, the receptionist. Uh, they did cover their tracks. She's a temp. This is why she wouldn't recognize. Him because in this institution is his identical twin brother. So he goes in and t- take a shower, takes off all his clothes, leaves him to hang. His twin brother is uh, needs to pee, and is a crazy, crazy lunatic in the wacky institution. And goes in and finds the clothes. He opens the wallet while the, he's you know other Chris Katana showering. He sees himself go, like, go what and like I better yeah. steal all these clothes and this guy's identity and run out of here. So he does. <laughs> so he's smart. And he walks, once he does it, and then they think Chris Kattan is the other guy, and they take him away. Yeah. Um, and We'll take you somewhere where no pen crazy, <laughs> Crazy Chris Kattan, uh, it's like he's never done anything ever before. He he walks all weird, like, <laughs> carrying the suitcase all bizarre, and he's talking really strange, gets out of there, can totally manage GPS and drive a minivan home, even though he's he's driving the minivan, but looking at things like the 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 sun visor, yeah. like, what's this? But, like, you know, turn signal, yeah. <laughs> you know, no problem, this is all happening, yeah. it's fine, and is able to negotiate then going to the grocery store and buying all the, the, the shopping list stuff that he's supposed to. 
No, but he takes time to pour some milk out. Uh, I don't yeah, think, that's in the trailer. Yeah, I don't know why he does that. Like, I see, I know why. I, I, I uh, it just there's no, there's no, no point to any of this. I actually <laughs> had that thought when I watched the trailer because like there, there's this thing of him in the supermarket and yeah. he's just pouring a lead or like one of those big jugs of milk into a some sort of like case yeah like, like into a freezer a case, freezer like case. Keep, like, and i'm like why is he doing that like why and why are they he showing me it, this he weighs the milk and decides it weighs too much and then pours it out oh i thought because i thought it was going to be but i don't know why there's no there's no setup to why he would think he's that it weighs more, too much or he has no even he doesn't even have a conception yeah. of money my explanation is that chris Catan is probably winging it Oh yeah, a, yeah. It's right. probably like, oh, we have this scene in the supermarket. What can I make a bit out of here? Oh, I've got to yeah. weigh the milk. Blur, blur, blur. Yeah, I'm yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if I couldn't answer my cell phone yeah. or if I had a problem with the weight of milk? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, everyday oh, problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm just riffing here, you guys. His Keep cell up. phone rings consistently throughout this movie, uh, and he he has an iPhone, and he his ringtone is the ringtone that I use as my alarm clock. Uh, yeah. Oh, so really kept frustrating. Like, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> like you needed more anxiety yeah, watching know, this movie. Yeah. Pick up your phone. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so he goes home and pretends to be dad, and but of course he has fun with the family, and the family lightens up in a way they haven't before, oh. as always happens in movies when a lunatic takes over your family. Yep. Well, that's uh, actually what happened when a lunatic took over my family. <laughs> yeah. We all learned how to love. Uh, look, Perrin's nice. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, and, then, and like this follows all the basic, like, there's a lunatic running the family, and yeah, we're having yeah. a great time, or then one of the kids goes missing. Oh, we got to go find the kid. Oh, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one uh, of the kids goes missing just apropos of nothing. He yeah. wants to go see the uh, mm, eclipse. Sure. Oh. <laughs> of course, there's an eclipse in this movie. Of course, yeah, that's a solar thing. eclipse. Um, he wants to go look. I, well, at. luckily, Chris Kattan was just crazy enough when he went looking for that kid. It's not true. too crazy. Yeah, because yeah, if he was too crazy, those dark, kids would be dead. Dark places. <laughs> that could have went. Sorry, kids, you weigh too much. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that could have went into some unrated territory <laughs> for this film. And so, all the while, uh, sane Chris Kattan can't get out of. Uh, the institution yeah, no one believes him and sure. uh and this is all bent on where he's like i look i'm i have a wife i'm a i have a job and they're like what's the phone number and he's like i don't remember yeah. <laughs> oh see like that, that's, that's, that's thing. all I of don't... it hinges on he can't remember phone numbers yeah. i don't like when they do that anyway that thing like of where somebody gets trapped in, in some like in a crazy mental institution or whatever and they have to convince people that they're not crazy but through a series of mishaps, mm-hmm. they 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 keep seeming crazy. Yeah. Um, well, like, I, guess- I don't really like it when they do that. Let alone just like, oh, I can't remember phone numbers. Oh, he's clearly. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I guess That's just lazy. I as guess shit. you just don't like classic comedy, my friend. I like uh, it when Seinfeld <laughs> did it. That's about it. <laughs> um, I don't know what else do I have to tell you about this movie. It was. Uh, I almost recorded some of the music because I was so alarmed by what was going on. I'm picturing yeah. the music from a talking cat. It's not far Wrong. off from Get that. The, blah, blah. Well, that. That was, was like very the bad. But then there's some weird stuff. Spider that or whatever. Fit in. 
There was a really weird song in the middle about yeah. the cat. Um, well, the song in the trailer for Just Crazy Enough is amazing. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. It's about meatballs and spaghetti. It's a ska song. It's a very relevant. It's about peanut late butter and jelly. Ska song. It's about you and me and meatballs and peanut butter. <laughs> we are all very good. A, B, C, and one, two, three. Peanut butter and meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good song. It's pretty good. <laughs> no, let's just... Um. Uh, yeah, this was a really long, horrible experience. I don't like Chris Kattan. And he's he's terrible. terrible. There's some. It's, it's he looks weird. Well, he's There's a weird looking. John. I don't think time has been. Like none of his clothes fit in this yeah. movie. I, I don't know what's going that's on. That's probably they didn't have the budget to hem his suit. Or there's just oh. no suit that you can put on this man. I think this is one of the. This is a film that, like, if it weren't Chris Kattan, it would have been like, just bring your own suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Because it was Chris Kattan, and he's kind of like a name. It was probably They're like, like the just bring your own suit. <laughs> the director's brother was like, uh, or the director's like, oh, my brother has a suit. I'll just get one. For yeah, him. it was like Chris Kattan isn't like a kind of person to like provide his own wardrobe. Although he sure, certainly would be in this kind of a film. But maybe the guy was just like, oh, so here's the suit you're wearing, and it's like somebody else's suit. Yeah. Or it was like to heighten the wackiness. It's just uh. like, and his suits don't fit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. which is something they do all the time. Yeah, there is some. Seinfeld does it. It's really weird to see like the trailer for this movie and be like, this guy was like in movies. Yeah. Oh, he was like, like he was in big. He's, when he like, was on SNL, he was kind of their best thing to export. Yeah. You know, like. At the it was, time. Those were really dark years. No, yeah. Very dark years. Yeah, really Definitely. Bad. Really, really bad. And he was kind of like the guy. Yeah. That's that's how dark it was. Exactly. Yeah, like he was the one who always had sketches on, whether it was mm. that like Mungo. Mango. Ma- Mango? Oh, Jesus. Mango, yeah. That or like his fucking monkey thing. that he yeah. was, Is that the same thing? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I, yeah. I can't think of anybody I respect less as a comedian. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like that That pretty much. I was like, I think I'm done with Saturday Night Live forever. Yeah. Like this is, it's going to die. There's no yeah. way it'll survive this. Like well, even, even the, the Joe Piscopo era. Wasn't this <laughs> even the Joe Piscopo era had Joe Piscopo? Yeah. <laughs> so. Now Chris Kattan did. He was in um, Night of the Roxbury. Night of the Roxbury. Yeah. And, and then he also had his own movie, Corky Romano. Corky Romano. You right. have to never saw it because I fucking hate Chris Kattan. I saw some of it on cable one day. Awesome. <laughs> Best movie you've ever seen. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Made you want some cookies. <laughs> Um, there is some like half baked plot going on in this movie where there's the the person he went in to sign papers for is this girl who's uh, his boss wants to keep in an institution because she's the child of a, an affair he had. She's not crazy, but he's the the head of the mental institution has been his pocket, so you know stuff. Yeah. Uh, and well, no one believes that he's who he is until he gets all serious with her. Whereas, like, because she knows the guy that his twin brother right. really well and doesn't believe any of his because he always thinks he's somebody else every week. And then, oh, mm. okay, yeah. Because yeah. I was gonna say, like in the in the trailer, it makes him seem like this broad, like "Whoa, I'm crazy" <laughs> kind of guy. And I'm yeah. like, well, how do people not know that all yeah. of a sudden he talks normally and yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. functioning? Apparently, he's someone else every week. Oh. And so she's just like, whatever. Teddy's just like this. And then uh, then he's like, hey, listen, I'm sorry. And she's like, what? And he's like, it was me who signed the papers to keep you here. And she's like, why would you do that? I'm like, why do you believe him now? Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's about you? That's a little selfish. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was horrible. Awful. Just, just horrible. Uh, 
Well, that's well, awesome. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know what else was horrible? The album you yeah. made us listen to. Oh, Aaron. Aaron. Oh, Aaron. Oh, oh, oh Aaron. Oh, Chris Kitsan. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of levels to this album. <laughs> oh, God. This was the worst. Macy <laughs> and I had at, to listen to... Sorry, yeah, go ahead. So I guess the gist of this was Greg wanted to give us something boy band related. Right. And he went down the line until eventually he decided it wouldn't be a boy band that he would give us. It would be a boy band member's brother. So he gave us uh, Oh, Aaron oh, by Aaron, Aaron Carter. Now, I went into this thinking, like, I didn't know that he had a bunch of albums. Yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of knew, but I but I went into this thinking, like, this was going to be, <laughs> like, like a specific thing and then when i found out that it was like 2001 or two <laughs> and it's like his third album yeah. and he's like not not a teenager but he's also not like a little it's not like for kids so it's yeah. this weird he's middle not ground. a girl not yet a woman not yet a woman <laughs> um so it's this weird middle ground where he's 14 and he's singing about like stepping out with the young ladies he says that yeah <laughs> so weird yeah, yeah like, 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 <laughs> but like you would think that if if a 14 year like that's not a thing 14 year old kids like they want older girls who yeah. have like boobs and stuff right like, yeah is that icky uh, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah not like oh man i like my girls pre beer yeah. <laughs> yeah you're 14 <laughs> seriously it's weird and the first song what do you have the track listing here uh well i've just i've got the ones that i have comments on. yeah uh, the first one is called oh Aaron, yeah and, and that's this... the one that's all about how he's gonna get some sweet pussy if he gets a bunch of tickets to the Backstreet Boys. Three thousand and three, I believe, tickets to the Backstreet Boys. That's too many. That's too many, if right? You ask me. So it he calls lot. up his brother Nick, and Nick's like, "You can't promise people that many tickets to my show. Guess you gotta pay for them yourself." Click. Oh, Aaron. Oh, oh Aaron. Aaron. Oh, Nick. <laughs> uh, but the, what, what struck me about that because I had to listen to it. I had to listen to that line again because when he picks up the phone and and is talking to to Nick, he goes, "Hey, Nick." I need a favor from you. Yeah. But he says it really fast. And I thought he was using the N-word. He's like, hey, Nick, I need a favor from you. Oh, that's how he says it. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? Because he said, Nick, in the chorus, I need a favor for he you. says Nick. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. But in the chorus, he uses this sort of faux Jamaican accent yeah. kind of thing. But again, we discussed this before, before we started taping. Um, it's either faux Jamaican or faux Italian. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just like they add an A onto a bunch of stuff in the chorus. So it's like, oh, Aaron, you make up a good mistake. And it's like, oh, Aaron, you, I want to go to the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's Swedish. Pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aaron, you are a spice of meatball. Oh, yeah. It's, it is it is off-putting. And the, and the music across the board, we've talked about this before, is so like midi yeah. Like just shockingly, shrill. it's very shrill. Shockingly <laughs> poor, like music on this album. I don't understand how these are albums that were going on to sell like a lot of. Co- like this was on the top five. This was like number uh, seven yeah, on the Billboard hit. or something. Yep. Like an album that literally sounds like it is stock footage from Just Crazy Enough. Like it, like stock sounds. It's just. The, it's like a Casio. It sounds yeah. like shit. Like well, they it, must it, have put like ten cents into the production of this album. That first, the first song, like it amazed me because I was like, "Oh my god!" It almost sounds like a Fresh Prince. Yeah, song. <laughs> like a shitty Fresh Prince song. Whenever I yeah, song. Um, yeah. And then, then there's the not too young, not too old, which That's is about him being not too young or not too old to get ten year old girls. <laughs> 
Which is gross. Which is weird, like, because that's basically that. That is a really weird song because he's basically saying like, "I'm in my prime spot for like you to abuse me or whatever." Like, what is it saying? Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand like, what he's I'm not, not right too young yet, or too but old I'm not for. Right. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, and and in that one, I think that's the one where he he he's like. He's, you know, doing the whole rap thing about how great he is and how you mm-hmm. can't step to him. And he's like, yo, you want to step to me? We're going to take it to the asphalt. Yeah, some of skateboards. Yeah, BMX but that, then it becomes like, we're going to BMX bike. We're going to skateboard. We're going to get yeah. some rollerblades. And Have then we're going to play some pops and some purple stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally. Like, he's like, we're going to play some Sony PlayStation. I got Timberlands on my feet. Sony PlayStation. Timberlands. Yeah, he, buy them. <laughs> yeah, that is really weird because he does say, like, if you see my feet, you know I'm rocking Timberlands or something. And then, like... Like, he raps for a little bit while longer than he's like, and remember, I wear Timberlands. Yeah, like, he like literally. literally. <laughs> he literally does. He's like, I rock some Timberlands and blah, 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 blah. By the way, remember Timberlands. Timberlands. Like, that's not an exaggeration. He just, no. It just doesn't rhyme with anything. He's just like, and remember, I wear Timberlands. You're like, what? Yeah, like, it's just a little tag yeah. like, for the commercial. It's Amazing. really fucked up. Which you don't, I don't think that they really do that that much anymore no. in pop music. Uh, you would think that that would have just that product yeah. placement in pop music would have gotten worse. Yeah. But, uh, then there's Stride, uh, which I did not care for because it uses nobody gonna bring my stride, oh, which is a fucking awesome song. Yeah. I don't yeah. care who you are. Uh, and also it uses the term jump on the fizzy. Yeah. And I don't understand what that means. Jump on the fizzy. Yeah. How do you jump on the fizzy? Hmm. Why would you jump on the fizzy? Well, put on your Timberlands. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Don't forget to wear your Timberlands Don't jumping on the fizzy. <laughs> yeah. Fizzy's going to get your feet dirty. <laughs> I don't know. I hated this. I was at work uh, this week just like... <laughs> wanting to kill myself <laughs> listening to this album yeah there's uh, like there's a good. lot there's a lot to say about the songs but there, there's really no point i mean there's like a back there's a song called i'm all about you or whatever yeah. that's a backstreet boys song yeah there um, was one that tried to be like a little like rap rocky there was one that had kind of more of like an aggressive beat with yeah, like does he rap much on this album like yeah he raps rap. much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be rapping much he'd all right? be rapping he he spits mad rhymes on this thing. Yeah. he comes as close to saying the n-word as you could if the n-word was nick uh yeah, there's a song about there's there's a song that that, that really kind of bothered me. Uh, oh, there's one, sorry, called I Would, and I don't know what it's about. But it, he goes, "Come yeah, hop would. on my dirt bike, I can be your hassle off." No, nah, we keep it on. Yeah, like, that's not clever. You think it's clever, but it's not clever. Well, the person who wrote it for you thinks it's clever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Fucking... Yeah, say this, kid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but then there's a song called "The Kid in You," and it's all about how you uh-huh. gotta remember to be a kid, because like you got, you got you got to do your chores before, he, even though he's a big famous guy, he still does his chores before he eats a ham sandwich. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but it's all about how like man, it's important to remember how to be a kid in these crazy times. Yeah. You got to remember how to. I'm like, but you are a fucking kid. You don't have the perspective of knowing what it's like to remain a kid because you are a fucking child. Yeah. And he also says, buy a Sega Dreamcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, they're good. Uh, oh, hey, I, I had a Dreamcast, all right? And it they was were, sweet. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Um, yeah, otherwise, yeah, it's just, just a shitty na- nasally voice and... Uh, Awful. I hated it. Hated it so much I wanted to die. It was just one of those albums <laughs> just like... 
that the production is just so gross and the same and boring and and so many like key changes that he can't pull off like there, there was a couple key changes where it's like you are not doing this no <laughs> and the weird thing is some of the songs sound like mo- sound like modulated to make his yeah. voice sound a little bit deeper or yeah. something but it just sounds like a kid in a wit- witness relocation <laughs> like video so I put out my timber oh, the thing about me is when I'm a kid my lifetime <laughs> fought <laughs> I guess he also sounded like Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black <laughs> drop on the frizzy I want to drop all the fuzz on oh Aaron oh Aaron oh Aaron uh, awful awful album yeah, I really was, hated it at first it was kind of funny but eventually yeah. it was just kind of like fuck off I know right now. Seriously. No. All right. So, what are we gonna have to listen to this week? This uh, week. Wow. Oh, Aaron. Oh, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a very special week. Mm-hmm. Um. So I had. I thought I had my punishment album picked. Uh. Pretty early on. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm gold here. And then I had a conversation uh, with my wife, mm-hmm. and she. Set me down a different path. Okay. And Great. I'll thank her. <laughs> I I heard this, then I started doing a little research in the old uh, internet machine. Mm-hmm. And I have one of those. Yeah. And I, I used to have one. I came across this song called Truck Yeah okay. by Tim McGraw. And oh. it's uh, Tim McGraw rapping. No. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Is it a whole album of him rapping? Well, no. Oh. Um, so then I was looking at Tim McGraw's older work, and I was like, did he rap before? And I did come across a song by him uh, from an, like a 2008 album called Kill Myself, oh. which is really... Awesome. Yeah, it's like kind of just like a country song, and like, I've done all my stuff up, I left my note, no one's gonna <laughs> blah, 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 because tonight, I'm gonna kill myself. Oh my God, <laughs> oh my God that is the best. Yeah. But it wasn't good enough. Uh, I was like, man, I want to find more country guys rapping when they shouldn't be rapping. Okay. And did you know that there is a whole subgenre called hip hop? Yes. Yeah. No. I have heard of that before. Well, there is called hip hop. And uh, so I was like, well, who's the leading hip hop artist? Uh It's a gentleman named Colt Ford. Okay. And he's got an album called. Declaration of Independence. Oh, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I would really, really like to know what that's all about. Okay. Colt Ford? Colt Ford. Declaration of Independence. I almost went with his album called Chicken and Biscuits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see why. But uh, uh, this is the big one. All this right. is his big album. Seminal hip Because I almost went with an album by Darius Rucker because he's a country artist now. Yeah, I knew mm. that. Uh, Hootie. He's on this album, though. So oh, good. great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, is that what, like, Bubba Sparks is and stuff like that? Is almost, that the same? Almost, almost. That's just, what was that? he's just, like, southerny yeah. hip-hop, though. Yeah. Well, right. what was, there was this a, is a big, fat, white guy. Yeah. Well, that's sings, what he is. A, sings a little bit and then raps like a stuff and a thing and a what. I feel like there like, was Like, really a, should not be rapping. There guy. was a hit, like, uh, was it Canadian? I know, it's not, is it ever, not Everlast. He's not Canadian. No. Well, there was as Everlast the like kind of country esque. No, no. Hip-hop? Well, no. He, he no, was he in House of, of Pain, jump around. Yeah, and then he started singing acoustic. Yeah, he, he had like a sort of a hip hop though, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's why I'm thinking of him then. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, hip hop. All right. Well, we'll. we'll, we'll <laughs> I'm interested. We'll come to hear. back with our uh, <laughs> dissertations uh, on hip hop as a genre. Yeah. Yeah. 
I uh, yeah, this may lead me down a rabbit hole of of a whole new genre for me. Yeah, yeah more stuff. I, to I hate. do. I strongly recommend watch the check out Truck Yeah. Okay, it's just an abomination. A no, I'm not going to check out more than I have. <laughs> yeah. To. yeah, Truck You, Greg. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I'll post, I'll, look, I'll post the Truck Yeah video. Uh, for people, because okay. it's just a, a whole mess of ugh. like Tim McGraw is a gross dude. Yeah, <laughs> just like fucking, uh, he's all like muscled out. I'm like I'm fucking Tim McGraw, and then I was looking at his shit. He doesn't write his own songs. No, no, he's just a. Ugh. I feel like a lot of them don't. Like a lot yeah, of the country I, I, that's guys. Really, don't. kind of the thing, you know. Yeah. And this is these are the only artists who are still like physically selling albums. You yeah, know what I mean, totally. That's what are you gonna do? Well, yeah, because uh, they're selling them to people. Who the like the only people who have CD players? Like that's all they have, <laughs> uh, and a truck, <laughs> and and a truck with a CD player. Yeah, yeah. Here, here. So here, I just brought it up. So this is the chorus of "Kill Myself" by Tim McGraw. He goes, uh, "It's not. Uh, it's this is not some cry for help. Just goodbye. Wish you well because I love you." I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I can't. I can't not sing that song in my head as Bob Odenkirk from Mr. Show. Like, yeah, yeah. This is uh, uh, like Hank Williams. Gonna kill the uh, moon. They, they're gonna blow up the moon or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. You know you don't mess with God's America. America. <laughs> um, oh, man. All right. Oh, so let's roll. Yeah, let's get to rolling. Yeah, um, what, what, what are we rolling for? I think the consensus was this week we're going to roll for Prisoners mm-hmm. on the 20th. It comes out. I've seen it. Uh, maybe I'll go see it again. Yeah, or, or you can see, or some I can other see something else. But I'm going to be talking about Prisoners in more depth with you guys yeah, yeah. if I win. Right. Uh, but The Loser is something we've been seeing around on the subway station <laughs> i saw this and i was like oh brother <laughs> <laughs> a, new, a new dance film has come along yep. a little bit later i mean there was a big... i'm starting to think we're experts on dance i movies. know it's pretty good <laughs> we've seen ones in other languages i've never yep. seen one in english yet <laughs> yeah so so what's the name of this uh battle oh. of the earth or... <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's battle of ba- oh, battle shit. of the streets <laughs> No, Battle of the Universe. The world because I said world and you you corrected me. Yeah. I think it's Masters of the Universe. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch that. <laughs> I think it's called Last Starfighter. Anyway, we'll just watch that. Yeah, hold on, I'll, I'll get there because I'm getting there through its star. Uh, lost Josh Holloway. Yeah, what is that all about? I know. Not that he's been like you know hitting it big yeah. since lost or anything like Battle that. Of Battle, Battle of the year. Battle of the year. Battle of the year. The Dream Team. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. So Michael Keaton's going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Some other yeah, people. Yeah, Stephen uh, First. Uh, Peter Christopher Boyd. Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd's going to yeah. pop in there. Oh, very good. <laughs> mm. uh, this movie has no one else in it except for... Wait. Well, somebody named Sway, and he plays himself, but I don't know who that is. Some dancing fella. Is. Some Ooh, dancing somebody fool. From, so you think he can dance or yeah. something? Oh, probably. Well, uh, but it, it looks like it has Chris Brown in it as well. Oh, Great. The oh, fella good. who likes to beat women. That's mm-hmm. right. Barf. Yeah. So I'm Fuck not going to pay for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. If you could, t- if, if you could steal this movie. Yeah. Um, all right. So Prisoners could be one of the best of the year versus <sighs> the battle of the year. I really want to see Prisoners. Casey? Yep. Here get, I go. Get to rolling. Casey has rolled a, a two. Oh. 
All right. Hey, I've won with a two before. Casey's never seen a. Uh, no, I've a never dance seen one in the theater. In theaters. Yeah. All right, I'm rolling. So this may be bounce. bounce. One. I rolled a five. five. Can you reach it? Hey, Greg, roll a one. That's all I've been doing. <laughs> I know. This is rolling one. Steve ones. Perry. He's rolling. All right. He rolled oh, three. Out of three. Casey. Fucking God. I'm going to spend a week <laughs> listening to Hickok. <laughs> Hickok? Wild Bill Hickok. <laughs> and. Watching Battle of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super happy because I did not want to go see another uh, no, no. <laughs> dance it's film. Only, yeah, yeah, you have to see one in the theater. Yeah. There's something about Is going this thing up in and 3D? I hope it's in 3D. <laughs> <sighs> I hope it's in 3D. Uh, I don't know. It looks 3D. Well, it's the Dream Team. Yeah, true enough. Actually, they need look, extra when I D's. I looked at it on Toronto.com. I don't think it came up as in 3D. Uh, oh, shit. No, That's a bummer for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, you're missing out a whole D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this thing's going to suck plenty of D. You're missing <laughs> out. Good night, folks. <laughs> you're missing out on a whole dimension of fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so. Uh, that's good. I was on a terrible streak. There. Yeah. I need to, yeah, that's going to be something a shitty that I've been dying to see. That, I, you know, I can fairly. Uh, uh, I can assume is a good movie based on your, uh, yeah, winning endorsement, Dan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know. Seen it twice. Who, could, who who knows? Could come. We come. Could come back next week with a very divisive episode of See You Next Wednesday. Yes. Never know. Um, all right. So that's about an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash synwpc or go to twitter.com slash synwpc. Or please go to ModernSuperior.com and check out all our other shows. Time Bandits just had an episode about Elvira, Mistress, Mistress of the Dark and Mud Honey mm-hmm. with Tim. Yep. Great episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faculty of Horror just dropped one about Candyman and Urban Legends. I'm halfway through that episode because I stopped it in the middle because they started to spoil Urban Legends. And I, I feel like I, I was like, I should stop this and watch that movie. <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about me feeling that. Like the yeah. late, late, yeah. late 90s? They were like talking Legends? about it and I was like, oh no, I'm gonna, I should watch this. Stop. The, the one with uh, Dawson's Creek yeah. and uh, Natasha Gregson. Yeah. yeah, that's not a good movie. No, no, I don't know why, but I was like, oh, I should save this until after I you, see you, Urban you've Legends. You've seen Candyman, though. Oh, like a million times. I yeah, like Candyman. that's one of my favorite movie. movies. Yeah. yeah. So check that out. So suave, the Candyman. Oh, I know. Helen, be my victim. All right, Candyman. All right. Okay, Tony. <laughs> oh, Candyman. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go on there. We got lots of stuff on the site for you to read. More coming soon. Huh. I believe Casey has a review coming up. Oh, shit. Yeah, I haven't posted that yet. Yeah. I got to post that. Sweet. All right, so you know where to find us, and you know where to listen to us again next week. So we will see you next Wednesday, Internet. Goodbye. Goodbye, Internet. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts.
ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.